Welcome to the Horror Filmmaking Academy. Learn how to make a killer movie by avoiding the pitfalls of indie horror filmmaking. And now for your host, Rubel Raphael Ahmed. Hello and welcome to the Horror Filmmaking Academy. Today I'm talking to Jane Sanger. She's the uh, writer-director behind her latest feature film, Swipe Right. Uh, so look out for that. Before we get to it, a bit of housekeeping. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Just type in Super Rubes, and usually I'm there um, posting horror news and articles I found online, uh, maybe talking a little bit about what I'm up to and also what guests I've got on the show. Um, you can use those platforms to send me questions you want answered by the guests or recommend me a movie and I'll be putting that at the end of the show. If you'd prefer, you can email me. I'm superrubes at gmail.com and you can also go to YouTube and just type in superrubes and you can see the stuff I've been working on, some of the short horror films and things like that. I'll be sure to put all that stuff in the show notes, so check that out. If you find this episode valuable, please uh, rate and review it on iTunes and if you feel extra generous, um, share it across your social media platforms. Things like this really help spread the word and allow me to get some awesome guests for you guys. Make sure you stay tuned till the end of the show. Um, I'll be recommending you a couple of movies. So without further ado, let's go straight into the main interview. So I'd like to welcome to the show Jane Sanger. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Um, So I want to talk about um, Swipe Right, um, which I came across on Twitter. And it seems very interesting. But before we get to that, maybe you can give us a bit of um, history and how uh, you got into this industry okay um, yeah I started off a long time ago as a child actor and um, then I um, I was at Lane Theatre Arts and uh, which is a, a performing arts school in Epsom quite a, a well-known one and um, then I um, trained to be a drama teacher and in between having a family I was teaching drama um, and then about six years ago, I thought my youngest daughter wanted to be an actress herself, um, but she wasn't so keen on stage acting, which is more what you do in schools and stuff like that, you know, performances on stage usually. Yeah. And um, I just, when I started going to some of the auditions with her and seeing what she was doing, I thought, well, actually, I'd really rather like to do this. So I just <laughs> decided like that. And um, I don't know really exactly how it happened. And then when she was doing things, I said, to the director or producer or could I help for free you know like could I location find could I cast for you because I had a, I've got a big network of um, actors and people that I know and some of them have got quite famous now that people I've taught or been in you know car I've cast in the past um, or can I um, you know just run around for you and um, so I started to learn like that and then I went to a few courses for like software and um, at City University and I went to rain dance to do producers and directors courses and stuff like that and then just kind of got on with it and I made mistakes as I went along I, I expect I'm still making mistakes but you have to you have to kind of um, just pick yourself up I'm very critical and analytical about my finished work and then I try I make notes of everything I think that's not right and then next time try to you know, improve it. So I was kind of self-taught. I'm not going to film school or anything like that, but, um, you know, short courses at rain dance, but not anything else. And I think, because I had my background as well uh, for directing, um, that's kind of how how it started. And um, I've made 11 short films 
and the last I've got about 50 I'm really lucky I mean I don't know how it's happened but I've got 15 awards altogether <laughs> and that <laughs> drew attention it drew attention into um you know there's a big movement as you know at the moment about women filmmakers and um even though we're in the minority a lot of people are quite interested in what a woman brings differently to a man and um so a few people started asking me to direct their films and I've written loads and loads of I've got a big slate um and so Swipe Right um is my first feature film um and I'm very interested in psychological horror. Yeah. Yeah, I was Not slash ask. horror. <laughs> I was, yeah. was going to ask about that, actually, because I saw um, a lot of your short films seem to be in the drama thriller genres. Um, and then obviously yeah. your first feature is going to be horror. Is there any uh, particular reason you decided to switch to a horror one? Um, no, it's more, it's, it's kind of like, um, it is psychological horror, which is what I'm interested in, because it's... Yeah. You know, there's obviously all subgenres in horror, isn't there? You know, like slasher ones and, you know, comedy horror and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. Zombies and, um, uh, you know, entities, you know, spiritual entities and things like that. Um, so I would, if I was picking horror, I don't quite know why I went to horror, but I really like certain, you know, psychological horrors and ones about, you know, um, forces and spirits i like that kind of one because i feel me yeah it's a sort of i feel for me it's kind of um i would be scared of that whereas i'm not really particularly scared of like zombies <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so um it's like where everyone you know everyone's got a different a different kind of spin on it and um they do find it very funny i've got two male producers and they say oh i look like a lady you know like um a sort of middle-class lady <laughs> and yeah I've got all these dark thoughts and that I put into into um you know horror horror stuff and I've got like um you know an edgy feel to things which they don't you know appearances are deceptive that's what they, that's what they say so yeah cool so um maybe you can um, pitch us a log line for swipe right um I I have got a log line but now I can't think of it oh, it could um, just be a general synopsis of what it's about yeah. Yeah, so it's um, it's about a group of dancing girls who are um, a college girls. So they're all about sort of twenty, and they um, they are practicing for a dance um, competition, and their dance studio at uni is closed. So they go down to one of the girls' um, remote farmhouses in the um, in the country, uh, and they use a, a dating app called Swiper. Um, and this, I've always felt that, um, uh, you know, dating apps can be great, but they can also be quite dangerous because you don't really know who you're calling in into your life. And um, obviously I play on that and they call in um, a dangerous psychopathic murderer. But, um, you know, there's a lot of red herrings because they don't know exactly who it is. And there's a lot of clues to do with crows and cryptic clues that um, they have to kind of unravel the last two standing out of the five because one by one they disappear, um, have to kind of unravel those to find out who it is. And my daughter is um, a doctor of a doctor of clinical psychology and she's always sort of put it across to me that it's really good to do the backstory of why that person is a psychopath um, because people aren't 
contrary to belief, people aren't born psychopaths. They can have psychopathic tendencies, but they can go in different ways. You know, they could be like a leader of, you know, a very sort of um, unempathetic, strong leader of industry or government or something like that. But at the same time, if they have these um, bad things in their childhood through nurture, that can lead them to be the, you know, what we tend to say oh god he's a psycho he's a psychopath the murderous kind of um you know non-caring type of person who's very self-involved and so i've got a lot of um backstory and flashbacks that explain why the characters uh, because it's not just the psychopath there's other characters that have got a back history why people are as they are which i find very interesting so it's it's a bit it's quite sort of um thought-provoking i hope anyway (laughs) um is the whole script written Uh, have you finished oh yeah and how how long did it take to write oh god ages what i didn't realize is that i started off with the idea and it's on draft 30 and um people keep changing so i have it was very interesting so i had um I've sent it off to various, I, I belong to a script writing class and obviously that they have a say in shaping things as well. And then um, I sent it off to a couple of people, um, you know, to script edit. They came back with ideas. Then I, um, I, I was so lucky. I had this fantastic lady um, who was a BAFTA winning editor um, and she came to do one of my short films and she said, well, I've done loads of um Uh, horror films can I look at the script and she gave me some ideas then my producer gave me some ideas so it's evolving you know all the time and you know obviously it's set now um but yeah so it took probably two or three years okay and um did you I mean are you one of the people that outlined so did you go straight into the script or did you do a beat sheet or anything like that no I didn't do either of those things which you're supposed to because I learned that at my um script writing class but I just wrote it I just wrote it off you know like in one not in one, in one day but you know in a few days just kept writing writing <clears throat> so you've got the kind of basis of it there and then I mean if you can see the first draft compared to what it is now obviously it's <laughs> much changed much but yeah so but now I do I write an outline um we have to do that in our script writing class which helped me a lot so we write out a sort of um treatment outline and then we write in um 30 pages so you, you can take 30 pages because it's so so long for people and we all have to read each other's and then make comments and obviously the tutor makes comments so that's really really helpful so you you know you in four months at script class in theory you could write a write a script but everyone takes longer than that anyway but yeah cool yeah. Um, and obviously you're directing the film as well um so i mean was the option i mean the um options for you was it always to just write it and then direct it yourself or were you looking for people to direct it and you decided to do it yourself no no i've always been a director so um i um i write to direct or direct to write you know what whichever way they're linked and so i'd write a story i wanted to you know bring um bring my own sort of spin on to the screen Okay, and um, what about uh, raising finance? I mean, have you gone down the uh, uh, crowdfunding route or maybe looking for a few producers or how have you gone about that? Yeah, that is the hardest thing in the world, as I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think I've got 
um, short films off pat now. I, I, I know how to fund them from, say, like two to 12,000. I can do that. And I've got a tip sheet, actually, which um, I'm selling through the um, festival doctor called Rebecca Louisa Smith. And that gives you loads of, um, I think it's about 250 contacts and people and bodies and things to, to fund your short film. Um, but funding your feature film is a whole different um, thing. So I went, first of all, I went to, when my film got in at Cannes, my short film got in at Cannes, I went to a producer's um, kind of thing that they put on there, um, a workshops, and tried to find out. That was my beginning. Found that, that was two years ago. Found all that out. I've gone through a, uh, a few different, what could be termed producers, because I'm really, really hardworking and driven, and I'm on this fluent computer or doing something from eight in the morning till eight at night trying to make this work. And so I respect other people who work hard like that, and I get really kind of angry silently with people who don't do the same kind of work I'm doing. But on the other hand, I've got no money to pay them, so I can understand that... Um, you know that I don't want to do all that like I do because it's my thing but I've eventually found um two really good producers and I've spent two years trying to find contacts I've got loads for for um feature film and we have now um between the three of us one is in LA one went to Cannes one's um Europe based and he's also got a sales company this is brilliant he's called Vince Woods and he is got a tall, tall tree sales which is fantastic so I got all that attached and then my other producer is Darren Dennison who's based in LA and he used to work for 20th Century Fox and Disney and he's got that side of things um you know he's very experienced so between them we've got two options at the moment we're nearly there um we've got some money in already and we've, we can either go um with certain people in um Europe or we've got an American investor and the budget's gone massively up because Darren has that's another thing I'll, I'll talk to you about in a minute about casting but um yeah so we are just about there and we have got now hopefully a million pound budget oh nice which is amazing which is amazing and it started off at 70,000 okay um and just to go oh, back yeah. on something a little bit so you say um, you got in touch with these producers. I mean, how did you go about doing that? Was it sending them cold emails or was it through contacts? Um, it was through, um, I'm very interested in um, social media. So as a, as a tool to help you as well as, you know, like making contacts and stuff. So Twitter, Facebook. So the first, the first um, producer I got was through Facebook and um he was offering a certain thing you know like this um like dragon's den he was offering this thing like angel's den where you 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 pitched your film but he was asking for a thousand pounds to do it so i thought well i'm not paying a thousand pounds i don't even know if i'm gonna get i need every thousand pounds i've got when i'm not even gonna get the um possibly the funding so i wrote to him and i said look, I've got a fantastic film. There's no way I'm paying a £1,000 unless you guarantee that I'm going to get the funding and on and on like that. And so he said, okay, all right, I'll see you. So we met up and then it didn't actually quite work out with him, though he was very helpful. But through him, I met my present producer, Vince, and um, 
I feel that from every, they're not bad situations, that's the wrong way to say it, from everything that doesn't work out, there's someone else um, they can introduce you to. So he introduced me to Vince. Vince introduced me to Darren. So the two of them, it's just kind of through networking, I think, you know, that you actually, um, and I do kind of cold call, but it doesn't always work. Because, um, for instance, there was um, a guy called, he's from Red Rock Entertainment. Now, I'd written to him loads of times saying, please fund my film, please fund my film. Got no response at all, because you can imagine all these guys are getting hundreds of them. But then, because my producer knew him, my present producer knew him, yeah. we got straight in to see him. So it's it's all, I think networking plays a lot of... Um, you know, yeah, uh, uh, you know a lot of um, part in, in in getting you your finance. But I'm still, you know, it's still a bit of a for everybody. It's a hard thing. Crowdfunding definitely not my forte. Though others I know have done really well on it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what about uh, cast and crew? I mean, have you sourced them already? And is it all sorted out? And how was the process? Yeah, um, crew. I've built up a team. Um, from my short films, and I mostly like using them. I've got a fantastic um, DOP called Magda Kowalczyk, and she um, she's a young lady who slowly sort of worked herself up, and she's actually has been working with Andrea Arnold. Um, so I'm very lucky. We've got a very good relationship. We think, you know, along the same lines, which I think is a, is a very important thing to have a uh, to build a relationship with it. not just one DOP, maybe a couple, because sometimes they're not always available. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that, that's um, that's that. And the uh, cast, um, I cast a long time ago. I cast it all. But Darren decided that we needed to up the cast and that we would get international sales and much bigger funding, which he did. And we have got an amazing cast now, which is going to be announced in the next couple of days we've nearly finished negotiations but that's taken a long time yeah so it's young a young cast because as you know horror is often very young and um they, they're all uh stars that they've been stars of their own shows so we're very lucky to have them so they're very high up on imdb and this brings in money in itself cool look forward to the announcements <laughs> um, yeah so um <laughs> So you haven't gone into shooting yet, obviously. Um, we we shot four days. Oh, we shot four, four days. days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so I was going to just ask how many days you um, kind of plan for the whole shoot to be. Uh, um, Twenty-two days altogether. Yeah. And we shot four days. We shot all the flashbacks because the people aren't needed again. Um, you know, in the main film, and we also ha- I I wanted to do that one because of availability because we've got two. Um, mega stars in the, that that one is um, Sophie Ward and one is Toya Wilcox and uh, it's also good to show future investors you know that the sort of class of our hopefully <laughs> <laughs> class of our um, shooting and also that we've got these you know these really good older older stars in um, and then the rest of the cast is young so um yeah, Toy Wilcox plays the evil doctor. 
Bennett and um, Sophie Ward plays the uh, mother of um, some of the main the main uh, cast. Cool. And um, I know this is looking into the future a little bit, but I mean, what are your plans after you've shot? I mean, are you, do you plan to self-distribute or do you, you want to get distribution, a traditional one on board? Or are you going to go through the festival route? Um, we'd like to go to some festivals. I, I've been, again, I just, sometimes I pinch myself because I've been so lucky because, as I said to you, this was a 70,000 sort of um, started like that and I could do it like that with certain people and... Um, then I got Vince, who um, is um, in, in say He's got his partner, his business partner is in sales. So they would see, they would sort out all the distribution. So I got them attached, which is, you know, like amazing as well. And um, we've already got um, a, a British person who, a British company is very interested in British distribution. Um, and then Darren has got... Um, so much Hollywood connections that he, you know, stu- Hollywood studio connections that we're hoping. I mean, you can't guarantee it because we've got to do certain. We've got to go past certain, you know, um, points that we've got to sort of get in place. But it is possible, and it might be on the cars, but it might not. Of course, um, that we might get a Hollywood studio buyout, That'd which nice. is again is absolutely like dream stuff but you know it might not happen so we, we've, we've got to see Fingers so off. yeah that's just fallen it's all just fallen into place and i can't really believe it. it's taken so long and people give up i think a lot on films you know they get sort of knocked back knocked back but i think you just have to keep going and then good things might happen but we're not there yet so i don't know <laughs> so i mean is the plan to carry on making um writing and directing films after this um, yes, I've got quite a few on my slate and, um, this just seems like dream stuff as well, but I, the guy who might, uh, cause you know, none of this, it's so fickle in this business. It's really, really hard, but he said to me, um, okay, Jane, you know, I need that American accent. I, I, I'm considering putting in a million into this film. Are you writing any sequels? Well, I actually have written a sequel. He said, because I would like first option on the sequel. I mean, if that all comes off, it would just be <laughs> it's just amazing. So, yeah, I've written a, um, a sequel to this one called Enticement, and um, uh, I can't go into too much because it gives it's too much of a spoiler yeah. for the first one. And then um, yeah, I've written another one. I've because I'm I'm not as you can probably tell I'm not um, you know I'm an older lady, so I've written for a long a lot of years yeah. and had stuff like hidden away in the wardrobe kind of stuff, you know, um, that I've got out now and got got going. And I've got quite a few other films um, on the slate too. I've got one called um, Bloody Love, which is the next one I'm going to do, which is a teen um, coming of age, uh, includes a murder. Okay. And that's the, that's the next one. And then back to, hopefully, the sequel of Swipe Right. Cool. Sounds really exciting. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm very interested to know, and you're probably because you're doing your, 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 you know, with your, um, uh, you know, interviews that you do. Yeah. That do people who make horror for the low lower amounts, like, you know, less sometimes than seventy thousand, don't they? I mean, there's guys who go 
put it all up on Amazon and they've made it for like 30 or 40,000. Yeah, yeah. They actually make money. Apparently, because um, I was talking to a couple of people that made it on a really low budget and obviously they've quickly made the money back of the budget and then the rest of it is profit. I mean, I don't know how much profit I'm earning, I asked that, but um, they seem to be doing okay and then they're making a second film or third film, so I, mean, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to sort of find out what, because I did hear about this guy who, um, I think he's got about 10 films on Amazon Prime. He's just put them up there himself. And then he makes enough money from them to fund his next, you know, his next film. But they've got like a 30,000 budget or something like that. But that's quite clever, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's always doing it, isn't there? You know, this doesn't. I mean, a lot of it is is kind of very business-like. I mean, some people uh, would pay, pay their crew um, a certain figure right away so it's not like deferred payments so once the money starts coming in it's all going to them as, as opposed to paying out the crew and everyone else and then trying to make profit so I mean I, I guess there's so many different ways to you know slice that pie um, it just depends which route you go down well that's kind of the yeah. sense I've got from people in UAE yeah that's true it's interesting yeah okay um, so a couple of more things before I let you go if you had to give one piece of advice to upcoming filmmakers what would that be um, persevere and be, believe in yourself. Awesome. Get up from the knockbacks. Carry on. Cool. Sounds like um, a speech for a Rocky movie. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, what are your three favorite horror films of all time? Um, Chainsaw Massacre, Babadook. Oh, nice. Um. Possibly, um, it follows. Oh, awesome. I'm very interested in that. Um, we have very yeah. similar tastes in horror films, I think. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like those three as well. Um, I mean, it follows. I just watched it again recently. It's really cool. Um, so, and uh, the final thing I just wanted to ask was, if anyone wanted to keep up with what you're doing on social media and follow you, maybe on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, maybe if you can just tell us how they can do that, and I'll put that in the show notes. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I am on uh, Facebook at um, Lumino, uh, no, Film by, F-I-L-M-B-Y, Film by dot Lumino. And then I have got a page for Swipe Right Film. Um, and then on Twitter, I'm at Lumino Films and at Swipe Right Film. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And then obviously, once you've got further down the development line, if you ever want to come back on, just give me a message and, you know, there's always be, there'll always be um, time for you here. Well, thank you so much and thank you for having me. No worries. And that was my chat with Jane Sanger. I hope you enjoyed it. Just before I let you go, a couple of film recommendations. The short film I'm recommending today is actually my own. It's called Blood Red. Um, I've just uploaded it on YouTube, so go have a look at that. And the feature film I'm recommending is called The Wailing by Hong Jin Na. It's on um, Netflix and it's about um, a town where um, a lot of people start getting possessed and killed um, after the arrival of a, a, a foreign guy. And this cop has to kind of pretty much figure out exactly what's going on. And then his life gets affected. It's really cool. It's really interesting. It has a great mystery. So I think you'll enjoy that. And that's it for today. I'll see you next time.